2: Fox News Radio studios in New York City, giving you opinions and facts with a positive approach. It's Brian Kilmeade.
3: Thanks so much for being here, everybody. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. We got a big hour coming your way. Admiral James Travitas got two things to talk to him about. It looks like we're just giving up the sanctions, going back into an Iran deal that nobody liked in 2015, even Democrats. And also uh, when it comes to Vladimir Putin, he's so angry about Joe Biden's comments uh, of calling him a killer that he put 20,000 troops on the Ukrainian border. Do you know that? This is how irresponsible the former chairman of foreign relations with 50 years in the Senate has been as president. And at the bottom of the hour, Susanna Martinez, former governor of New Mexico, Democrat, Republican, but there's a Democrat there now. She is upset because oil and gas has basically been put on pause because 35 percent of the land in New Mexico is federally owned. And they've stopped drilling there for natural gas and oil. I want to get that, as well as they are a border state, and we know what's happening at the border. So big hour, so let's get to the big three. Now
2: with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three.
0: Number three. The fact of the matter is it's a red herring. It is absolutely red herring. But I am absolutely, um, I think, within my my rights to question anything that comes from the uh, from the desk of Rudy Giuliani. Do you ever wish you'd had AppleCare? Yeah, that would have been a good
3: <laughs> Dude, What a joke. It's fantastic, isn't it? To Just to kid around like that. Isn't it great to write a book uh, eight months after getting off crack, if you are off crack, but you have uh, international deals that affect the country? I have had enough. The Hunter Biden Book Tour with a late-night host after late-night host fawning over him without any serious questions going unanswered that implicate his father, perhaps, the president of the United States. It's put me over the edge. Porn, hookers, crack, China, Ukraine, all about. That is an honest look at Hunter Biden life. Shady entanglements, all true, and he's trying to make money off it, again with a book that, by all accounts, is more fiction than none.
4: Number two,
5: I think this is another historic sea change. For the longest time, CEOs stayed out of politics. They stayed out of activism. They hated it because they don't want to offend customers. They don't want to offend employees. And now, almost every single day, you have CEOs being pulled into debates about voting rights in Atlanta or what should we do on this issue or that issue.
3: Jim VandeHei of Axios weighing in on what's happening now with these election rolls. If you are fired up about the Georgia election law fallout and the baseball boycott, buckle up. Try 360 election bills in 47 states and now corporations being pushed or choosing to weigh in on all of them? Number one.
4: The Biden administration knows about this. They knew about it yesterday because we share the information with them and yet still nothing is happening. So the Biden administration right now, they are now saddled with child sex assault allegations and doing absolutely nothing about it.
3: It's uh, 100% true. Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, degrading by the day. That's the situation at the border and it seems the administration spending more money and more time blocking the press than blocking illegals. The cost to US taxpayers, the dangers all around and the lack of interest from the press make me think uh there is no end in sight. So Uh, When you look at what's going on with the uh, illegal immigrants at our border, we know Joe Biden's talking about gun control that has nothing to do with the mass shootings. Anything he's proposing would not have affected the mass shootings that we've seen over the last five years. If you really want to look at guns, just for the record, what you do is get people, including representatives former from the NRA, to sit down and say, let's look at the last 25 mass shootings. See if there's any consistencies and constants that we can attack because – uh, anytime this happens, it hurts everybody in the country, one's uh, with guns, one's without. Meanwhile, to the uh, to the border crisis, 19,000 unoccupied minors were picked up by U.S. Border Patrol in March, part of a surge that has left dozens of children in need of a rescue, being abandoned by smugglers mid-trip sometimes. We don't know what the carnage is in the 9,000-mile journey to get here, but when they get here, they're in overcrowded facilities, how overcrowded? Get this. With 172,000 coming in March, 100,000 coming in uh, encounters having in uh, February, you're looking at, according to Chris Stewart, the congressman, facilities that are 1,700 percent overcapacity in a pandemic. Nearly 19,000 total unoccupied children. Some say it's around 21,000 and the highest illegal border crossings in 15 years. How do we solve that? Well, you could do what Democrats do, what the president does, and do something unacceptable but expected. Blame Trump. Cut one.
6: So this new surge we're dealing with now started with the last administration. The prior administration dismantled our nation's immigration system in its entirety.
7: We recognize this is a big problem. Uh, The last administration uh, left us a dismantled uh, and unworkable system. And like any other problem, uh, we are going to do everything we can to solve it.
6: What did Trump do? He eliminated that funding. He didn't use it. He didn't do it. And in addition to that, what he did, he dismantled all the elements that exist to deal with what had been a problem and, and has been continued to be a problem for a long time.
3: please. From him coming out and saying Jim Crow on steroids, totally inaccurate. From him to blame Trump, totally inaccurate. What I think you need is independence because Democrats are too far gone to understand that he's lying. Even Democrats know Trump really dismantled at the border. Did you talk to anybody in the Border Patrol who believes that? Did you talk to anyone in the facilities that were once empty that believes that? Do you think that anyone who had the contract to build the wall and was forced to stop with them, put their screw guns down and walk away, believe that? Do you think anybody in Mexico, like the president, believes it. He calls this guy President Biden, the migrant president. Do you see the president of El Salvador won't even meet with this administration because he says this administration has been very dismissive of them and not responsive to them? Do you know El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, uh, primarily those are the countries that are emptying into our country and they put an envoy down there? The vice president won't show up there and you're blaming Trump? And the chaos, you were upset for a couple of months, the, uh, they said kids were being taken away from their parents. Some of them were not their parents, but it was a bad policy anyway. Uh, It was by uh, Attorney General Sessions. He was gone as soon as the president could get rid of him. He's terrible, over his head, nice man, but that's about it. And now these horrible scenes are not being talked about. These overcrowded children-only facilities are not being discussed. And now we find out crimes are taking place, and he chooses to blame Trump. Listen to the governor of Texas.
4: The Biden administration knows about this. They knew about it yesterday because we shared the information with them, and yet— Still nothing is happening. And and no, also, because it's happening there, it could very well be happening at these other child detention centers. So the Biden administration right now, uh, they are now saddled with child sex assault allegations and doing absolutely nothing about it. And, Sean, that's exactly why yesterday I requested the Biden administration shut down this location.
3: Yeah, but what are they going to do with them? Just let them go? Uh, the family's just being let go. Single men are just being let go into our country in the middle of a pandemic. Don't tell me to wear two masks. Don't tell me I can't go to a bar, but you're gonna open up the so the whole southern border with people we don't know carrying we don't know what diseases into our country. Now there's some of them don't. Some of them are great, but they're not going through the system correctly. Therefore, I have no patience for them. They're not uh, capable or eligible for asylum. So they're choosing to come here illegally and go into our system. ICE has been told to stand down. Facilities aren't accurate, uh, adequate. And guess what? It is Donald Trump's fault. Nobody believes that. I don't want to take too much time away from the admiral, but I do want to talk about Hunter Biden. All you should know is it's his laptop. All you should know is do not blame Rudy Giuliani. It was given a copy by the person who was given Hunter Biden's laptop by Hunter Biden. Dan Bongino held up the invoice that shows Hunter Biden's signature. It said Bo Biden with a bumper sticker on the laptop. On there are personal photos, text messages and emails, including correspondence with the current president of the United States. International deals. Trading on the Biden name, perhaps, with the Ukraine and with China. Please don't tell me this has nothing to do with you. Please don't say it has nothing to do with the president. It is not somebody who's even talking about recovery. Because if you were talking about recovery from addiction, let alone crack addiction, you're talking about an intervention that took place in 2020. And now you write a book, get your teeth replaced, and then you want everyone to buy it as if you're a great recovery story? Cut five. More than anything, it's sad. Politics has become so
0: toxic. It has, um, and I think that the the thing that I hope my dad is able to bring back is his genuine um, desire to take some of that toxicity out again. So, I I I had a deep respect for Senator Graham, and it's just sad um, to see um, the way in which he has decided to. Uh, not just to attack me, but to approach politics.
3: Right, uh, approach politics with America first attitude. Approach politics by saying you should su- seal our border. Approach politics by saying that if you have control of the Senate, maybe you're going to reach across the aisle or jam 1.9 trillion down everybody's throat. Uh, the approach politics—it's uh, Joe Biden's approach to politics, uh, as much as uh, Donald Trump's unorthodox and different from Senator Graham. Donald Trump was much more effective. Senator Graham was able to affect policy by getting to uh, to see giving his experience to Trump. And Joe Biden's totally shut him out. And Hunter Biden has no reason and no right to judge Senator Graham. But he does not realize that. I worry about China writing a big check to buy all these books and that being some type of payoff to Hunter Biden, a wink and a nod. I just don't. I don't trust him. It's nothing to do with his addiction. I don't think he's capable of telling the truth. If you look at his track record, he's also running from a kid out of wedlock that he said with a woman he doesn't remember. He's on crack. He had a long-term relationship with her. Uh, he fought, he has a he had an interaction with his uh, apartment building, uh, his apartment building because he was bringing her in there, and many people were complaining about it. And now he has a kid out of wedlock who he's not supporting uh, with a woman he says he doesn't remember. All of them are flat-out lies. I've had enough of it. 1-866-408-7669. When we come back, Admiral James Servitas and Governor Susanna Martinez of New Mexico. Back in a moment, Brian Kilmeade Show.
2: Just like Fox and Friends without the green room and free Danish, you're with Brian Kilmeade.
3: As many of you know from your own life experiences, a life in so-called blue collar work is something to be proud of. It is very rewarding to work that has impact on your friends, your neighbors, and your family's lives. Great successes can be had in the blue collar career There's no degree requirement for achieving comfort, peace, and freedom. While schools cut shop classes and funnel students into colleges, there are plenty of options for hard workers who are ready to take advantage of open positions. Many young people today assume that college is the only way to achieve success in life. That is not true. Let me introduce you to Ken Rusk. Ken spent his younger years digging ditches and working in construction. He never went to college. Instead, he made goals, planned, and worked hard for 30 years. Now, Ken is a successful entrepreneur with multiple businesses and revenue streams. In his national best-selling book, Blue Collar Cash, Ken shares his insights from over 30 years of working in blue-collar trades as an entrepreneur, mentor, and life coach. Now he's created a guide made specifically for you and your unique situation. This guide will give you or someone you love the tools you need to start designing the life of their dreams. You can achieve your dreams regardless of your educational background or your past. Go to KenRusk.com path to learn more. That's KenRusk.com path.
2: It's Brian Kilmade.
3: So you know Vladimir
8: Putin. You think he's a killer? Mm-hmm. I do. So what price must he pay?
3: The price he's
6: going to pay, well, you'll see shortly.
3: And that statement altered... Joe Biden's relations, uh, his administration's relations with uh, Russia. They took immediate actions right after. But my action right now is to introduce my next guest, uh, Admiral James Chavitas, 16th Supreme Allied Commander of NATO, among many things that he accomplished. Best selling author with a brand new book, kind of new, a few weeks old now, 2034, a novel of the next world war. It's how we would fight, and uh, my figures across, we'd win in beating China. But man, they're getting more belligerent by the day. Admiral, welcome back. Admiral, you there? Look to pop him in, maybe not. Admiral, you there?
9: Um, I am here. Uh, Can I start by just commenting on the passing of a great naval officer, and that is Prince Philip. Did you know he was a World War II naval hero for Great Britain?
3: Yeah, I I guess he signed up at eighteen and served uh, uh, and served the navy, right?
9: He did. He was in the Mediterranean, saw combat on multiple occasions, and ended up in Tokyo Bay as part of the signing ceremony against the Japanese. So uh, a two-theater veteran, very, very proud of that. I met him on a couple of occasions, um, very distinguished, but just someone you could talk to about ship handling. Is it easier to handle a ship with a single propeller or two propellers? Um, he was He was very proud of being a sailor and a naval officer, and I'm, I'm, I mourn his passing, and send my sympathies to Her Majesty the Queen.
3: Yeah, passed away at the age of 99. And also, Admiral, you look back at his background, some of his quotes was, you know, if I didn't marry the Queen, who was wrote first right-fired letter to her when she was 15, he was 18, uh, he probably would have, he said, I would have spent my entire career in the military. Oh, no
9: question about it. He loved his time in the military. It was and and was legitimately a fine ship handler and excellent combat veteran at sea. And, and hey, Brian, last thing, uh, people don't realize this, but, you know, I'm Greek-American. He was born in Greece uh, of the partly the Greek royal family at the time and uh, was born on the island of Corfu, which is on the western coast of Greece in the Adriatic Sea. So we we always had plenty to talk about. I liked him a lot.
3: Yeah. And of course, there's going to be a lot of talk about him and there'll be a pomp and circumstance even in a pandemic uh, for his passing, which, by the way, he did not want. But I don't think with yeah. the royal family you have no choice. So the, bu- yeah. the, the soundbite I bumped in on was for a reason. Because uh, when when Joe Biden answered George Stephanopoulos' question, not with diplomacy, but with directness, Vladimir Putin reportedly was so angered with that killer remark. He went on to say he has his solace. Um, he got a covid. Uh, he got a covid-19 vaccination and then moved twenty eight thousand Russian troops to the border of the Ukraine. I uh, said he was really shocked. It changed his behavior. That, according to a senior researcher in Norway, uh, he also put the Russian bombers into action, forcing NATO to scramble 10 jets to intercept Russian warplanes flying over uh, North Atlantic Ocean last week in a rare show of force near the Arctic. He actually did that. So uh, we I thought for myself, what kind of react? What kind of statement is that? And now it seems what do you make of Vladimir Putin's reaction?
9: Um, I thought the statement was uh let me put it this way: It was honest. It was refreshing to hear uh, somebody speak so directly about Putin. And it's true. Putin is a killer, and he's a killer at the micro level. You know, he poisons political opponents, and he's a killer at the strategic level. He supports uh, Bashar al-Assad, a war criminal and dictator in Syria, who's killed seven million people. So uh, it's a it's a true statement. The question you got to ask yourself is. Is it helpful to American foreign policy and what we're trying to do? And there, I think, a bit less enthusiasm. But, hey, bottom line, he said it, so we got to deal with it. And, yeah, I think what you're seeing, Brian, is Putin reacting to it, um, uh, both, as you say, on the Ukrainian border um, where Russia uh, invaded in 2014, Ukraine carved out a chunk of it, the Crimea. And, by the way, Putin would desperately like to connect mother Russia, its territory with Crimea, it's a strip of land right across the Black Sea. I think that's his objective. It's only a question of time. And um, the other thing you got to consider here with Putin is he's doing this to kind of say, you know, if you're thinking about more sanctions on me because of Navalny, because of uh, my behaviors around the world, think twice, because I've still got uh, weapons in the quiver, so to speak.
3: Arctic is a bigger deal than many people thought. But, Admiral, i got to bring oh, you yeah. to what's going on over in Vienna. Uh, do you like the texture of the talks where it looks like we're willing to just to drop the sanctions, get back into the 2015 deal with Iran? I do not.
9: I, I have said this
5: before. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world.
9: be taking our time here. Uh, at, at a minimum, Brian, we ought to wait until the June elections in Iran and see what kind of government uh, emerges. We may need uh, that leverage over a hard-line government. So there's no rush here from my perspective. I think that uh, what we ought to be doing is offering maybe a tiny taste of sanctions relief, but Force uh, the Iranians to come back into compliance with the deal and then structure a new arrangement um, Let's not rush here and certainly let's not acquiesce to Iranian bad behavior, particularly before the June If your,
3: your book uh, looks ahead and made possibly a war with, uh, with China in 15 seconds Would you like to see us boycott the Olympics?
9: I would not. I think that hurts our athletes. There are other measures we can take
3: I think the Olympic Games are over if we do because we got one in Los Angeles coming up yep. soon. Admiral, thanks yep. so much. Congratulations. Go get this book. It's fantastic and it comes from a guy that knows more about that region than just about anybody else who will talk to in America. Admiral James Zavidas, thanks so much. Governor Susanna Martinez, next.
10: Living the Bream is a podcast hosted by Fox News Channel's Shannon Bream, sharing inspirational stories, personal anecdotes, and an insider's perspective on actions and rulings from the high court. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. America's listening to Fox News.
2: Don't go anywhere. Brian Kilmeade will be right back. Criminal
5: cartels are in charge of the border right now. They are dictating to us what our operations are going to be, and that's why it's a crisis. Define it. Look at
11: you know we have to look at these politicians and ask them what what is happening when cartels are able to cross any of the products that they want, tie up Border Patrol's hands, pull us out of the field so that we're in processing centers, so that we can't go
5: after the dangerous drugs, go after the criminal aliens, go after the aliens from
11: special interest countries like Yemen, like what we saw in you know, Central California. That's, you know, it's it's unfortunate that I'm going to tell you that the cartels are in control, but they are.
3: They're in control of the border. That definitely affects California, directly affects Texas, directly affects Arizona and New Mexico. Uh, joining us now, the former governor of New Mexico, Susanna Martinez. Governor, welcome back. Thank
12: you so much for having me. I appreciate it, Brian.
3: That was Brandon Judd, National Border Patrol Council President he, I've always seen him incensed. I've seen him angry. He's exasperated now, Governor. Are you?
12: Of course I am. You know, I have lived on the border for about 60 years um, on the border or the governor of a border state. And having lived on the border, I have seen it um, at all stages. And at this point in time, the cartels, are a very sophisticated, organized crime organization. They see where money can be made, whether it is to traffic in narcotics. They know the news in our country as well as anybody in our country does. They know when they are taking Border Patrol agents off of checkpoints so that they can traffic their narcotics into the rest of the country. And this is what's so important. This doesn't happen just to border cities and border states. They move on into the rest of the country in reference to the narcotics, in reference to the sex trafficking, in reference to slave labor. Um, they undercut the American people and the wages they should be earning um, by Get, getting paid under the table, uh, when they are trafficking and human beings coming across. Last year, I learned from the Border Patrol that they're in the real estate business now. What they do is they're advertising in these countries and saying, I will buy your house and then I won't pay you because that's what's going to cost you wow. for me to get you to the other side of the border and hopefully alive.
3: So so get this. Here's some of the stats. Nineteen thousand unaccompanied minors uh, over the last month. Uh, Last yesterday, finally, uh, the vice president of the United States picked up the phone and called the president of Mexico and said they have a goal to combine efforts to combat human trafficking and to protect the human rights of boys and girls, especially. How long she had this uh, portfolio? Three weeks. What is what exactly has President uh, Biden done? Blame Donald Trump for the problem. How could one call to Mexico solve anything to remain in Mexico withstood legal challenges and was working? Title 42 during a pandemic stopping and turning around these kids, flying them back to their home countries was an effective deterrent. Those things are gone now, Governor.
12: You know, this is a thing that I see every day. I have conversations with people, and they're so upset with the fact that, you know, one president can't build on the positive things of another president. And call it your own. Who cares who takes credit for it? But call it your own and saying I'm taking from President Trump and what he has built, and I'm going to build on that and make it better. But absolutely, I mean, 19,000, you cannot have that surge unless you invited it. And the word surge was used by Vice President Biden, now President Biden, and said that we needed a surge of immigrants to come to our border and totally ill-prepared. I mean, that's, that's the shocker. Either the staff is incompetent, The president is just ill-informed, is not aware what happens down here. Vice President Harris hasn't seen it. And I'm not saying you have to see it to understand it, because all of America can't come and see it. But you are seeing videos of little girls, little girls in my state being dropped from a fence.
3: Yep, three- and five-year-olds. In
12: the middle of the night and hoping that they survive. But for the great men and women in the Border Patrol— seeing what they saw and capturing those little girls and bringing them to safety. That would not be happening. And and finally, I want to just say, we know, the administration knows, Border Patrol knows, the rape and the physical abuse that takes place on that very long, treacherous journey. Close your eyes and imagine that. And then open it and say our borders are safe and that our country is safe. And all the consequences that come from being sexually abused and raped and beaten and, you know, you you lose your child in the river because you can't hang on to her because they're not going to help you all the way. Those are the things that we need to do is, is imagine it and put a complete stop to it.
3: And in the, the White House yesterday, a, in the Rose Garden, the president of the United States blamed the administration, it says he broke everything. He was dealing with a surge when he took over. And we just know the President Trump, through all the problems at the border, we saw it all. I was there. The Border Patrol had no limitations. They I sat there interviewing them while people were walking up on us. Didn't make Donald Trump look great. Then I hopped in with Border Patrol. I did a whole shoot didn't make donald trump look great then i went with the secretary of defense down with the homeland security secretary at the time and we went down and met with border patrol and we looked at the areas in which the fence was being rebuilt and had had yet to be rebuilt it did not make the administration look great but it said this is what we're doing if you want to go you can go if you want to talk to our guys you can talk to them now the border patrol can't Give an interview now. You cannot get into these facilities. You can't see the uh, interview the people that were building the wall that was so effective. These, this is a block on media, which I can't believe we're tolerating as a member of the media. I mean, we know senators aren't tolerating it. They're sneaking out pictures anyway. Do we? We have that. I want you to hear what Speaker Pelosi said. Governor uh, Martinez of New Mexico, the former governor. Listen to this.
12: The fact is, is that uh, we're on a good path at the border under leadership of Joe Biden, President Biden. We were in a very bad situation under the Trump administration.
3: I mean, is she serious? Does anyone say good? I, I mean, please.
12: I have never seen anyone as an elected official talk out of both sides of their mouth uh, as well as she does. I mean, she will trash President Trump. She will say absolutely nothing positive, even though so much positive things have happened on the border. I, I live there. I know there. I was prosecutor for 25 years. And for her to say that, you know, we're on a good path, um, it is, I mean, she's either blind, not watching the news, not doing her job, or just plain old doesn't give a damn.
3: Uh, Governor, because yeah, you
12: can see it.
3: But you know what she wants? She wants people who don't live there to think, well, okay, the Speaker, who are Democrats? Speaker Pelosi has said there's no problem, so it's typical Republicans overhyping things. That's what she wants. Uh, but it, I, I think the American people are smarter. So, uh, Governor Martinez, I want to go over and look at New Mexico, because not only do you have challenges at the border, but you also have challenges when the executive order came out and President Biden paused natural gas exploration as well on in the waters and in land for federal owned property he devastated your state which i believe has 35% federal land so i talked to one oil executive on friday a week ago today here's what he said he's got businesses in texas and in in new mexico the minute joe biden signed this listen to this you have the executive We've lost forty to fifty thousand jobs here locally in Midland, Odessa. What were you thinking when you saw President Biden open up those books and and sign those executive orders? What hit me significantly
10: was the fact of, of thinking about all of the assets that I had operating in New Mexico and having the conversation of you guys are going to have to move to, to West Texas or.
3: Or you're going to have to you're going to have to go find something else to do. So immediately that that book opens, he signs his signature, and they are out of a job. Oh, it's significant like that. Guys. Do you think that they understand these are people with jobs? They don't. So that's real life. That's an executive had to call up in New Mexico and says, "Guys, I can't employ you. Come to West Texas, or I'm, you're, you're, I'm laying you off."
12: Um, It is so true because on the border between, you know, the border between New Mexico and Texas is where, on the southeastern part of New Mexico, that is where we have our greatest um, drilling uh, oil and gas as well as the northwest. Uh, But some of that is, is state land. Federal land and that executive order has killed so many jobs, and they are, you see it. In traffic, I drive this state over and over again. They are moving all of their assets over to Texas because it is just a more business friendly state in reference to our energy uh, independence as a country, which President Biden has just at, at, the, at the, you know, just with a swipe of a pen has gotten rid of our energy independence in this country so that now we have to rely on countries that do not want Americans to succeed, do not like Americans, OPEC and Russia to hit Americans.
3: And and the The OPEC and Russia. Those are the ones yes. high-fiving each other right now. All those uh, Middle Eastern nations and Russia, they can't believe how lucky they are. And do they know, Governor, that, that natural gas burns clean? Do they know that we're the Saudi <laughs> Arabia of natural gas? And when you pause these things, you, do, you, do you think he gets it? Or they do you just think that you know, pipelines are stopped, 15,000 people lose their job. Walls are stopped, 7,000 people lose their job. Uh, drilling is paused on federal land. Thousands lose their job. Do they get that? You know what's interesting is they don't even have conversations
12: with the people that it's impacting. They don't bring them to the table to understand it. I mean, if you don't know anything about oil and gas, I get it. Well, learn it and learn it fast because 39% of New Mexico's budget to operate our state comes from revenues that are produced by the oil and gas industry. It is total stupidity to get rid of this jewel that we have in our state and then push it over to Texas, who will then receive the benefits of revenues being received and something that we can keep right here in New Mexico.
3: But I did find out, too, there's a lot of pressure on the next generation not to get involved in fossil fuels, even though these are great-paying jobs, six-figure jobs. And then we know that there's pressure on banks not to lend to energy companies that, uh, and only go to green companies. So there is a... Uh, this game is getting rigged, and I think we're the big losers in it. And, Governor, lastly, as—go as, ahead. i
12: got to say something.
3: Yep. When, when
12: I started as governor, um, the energy policy um, manual had not been rewritten for 25 years. And so we rewrote it, and we embraced all the above. All the above. Wind, um, solar, uh, natural gas, yep. oil, uh, Everything was included in our plan because it can all succeed in this state. Um, And so we're not getting rid of something and, and, and subsidizing it by federal funds in order for it to even stand on its own two feet and be successful. It's all the above. But at the same time, natural gas, if you just did a little bit of Googling, you would see that it is a clean energy. It is a very clean energy. And those Wind panel. Those windmills don't run on their own. There is crude oil in those long, tall windmills. What What are you plugging your uh, windmills into to be able to push the energy in into natural gas and crude oil? It's 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 just a lack of 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 of, of you know your staff competence that they can't explain all this. To people who, of course, don't live in, in areas where we do, um, but, you know, have this jewel in our state. I hear your
3: frustration, um, Governor.
12: Really
3: the other thing is, too, all these Republicans, I know Donald Trump can drive you crazy. I know you guys brawled a little bit, too. But when these the, when these Republicans said, wow, you know, I, I wanted to get a different president. Well, you know, I, I don't like the way he tweets. Okay, fine. But did you like his policies? And did you see yes. what the inverse is? We're living the inverse and it's not in a it's not a Republican or Democrats' interest, in my humble opinion. This is not in America's interest. These 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 initiatives are not in America's interest. That's what I find so disconcerting. I really didn't think Bill Clinton's agenda was not in America's interest. I just thought it was different. Right? I go, okay, those Democrats think this and Republicans think this. But this is this is almost this is almost anti-American uh, in their initiatives.
1: That's shopify.com slash special offer.
12: Yes. Number one, I have a very thick skin. I was a prosecutor for a really long time. Oh, I know. And, and, you know, Trump and I, we're good. Um, I have had been invited to the white house. We have discussed policies. We've done all kinds of things. And, and I absolutely support good policy. I don't care who brings it as long as it is in the best interest of the American people. Um, And you know what I, 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 just cringe when I heard President uh, Biden say, um, "You know, I, it, it, it's complimentary to to hear that they're coming here because I'm a really nice guy." <laughs> well, we didn't we did not elect a nice guy. We didn't want a nice. We wanted someone with good ideas and good policies and good follow through, and keeping America safe, our homeland, to making sure that we we our rights are protected, our gun rights, to ensure that we can have jobs that we choose for ourselves. Not that the government choose for us. And and all of those great policies were President Trump's policies in place and President Biden could have been building on it. Absolutely instead he decided to be the nice guy.
3: Governor Susanna Martinez, thanks so much. Appreciate it.
12: Thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy
3: you. Uh, same here. You have great insight. We need, It really helps our audience. Uh, back in a moment with uh, your calls. Brian Kilmeade Show.
2: Diving deep into today's top stories, it's Brian Kilmeade. Get this
10: and all your favorite Fox News podcasts ad-free on Apple Podcasts with Fox News Podcasts Plus. Just go to foxnewspodcasts.com for all the details. Breaking news.
2: Unique. Of- Opinions, hear it all on the Brian Kilmeade Show. How do you change the games, the dynamics, and hurt a city like Atlanta who
0: really needs some income in that situation? I mean, Atlanta's a great place to play baseball. I don't watch baseball anymore, Brian. I, I refuse to watch it because of this. I don't want no part of it. And this was my life. For me to not want to go to a baseball game or even watch it, you know, it kills me because I don't put up with that kind of crap and I don't condone it.
3: So we had a great interview with David Wells. I don't know if you could have a bad interview with David Wells because he answers your questions. He actually did that as a player. He uh, was tough to interview you know, because you know he was brawling a lot of times behind the scenes with Joe Torre, played on nine different teams, effective just about everywhere. I was able to cover his no-hitter with the New York Yankees in 1998, but he is so disappointed. This is a guy who left 20 years of baseball and went and coached high school. That's how much he loved baseball. And he says, I'm done with it. Why? Because they moved the All-Star game out. He is not a fan of Rob Manfred. He says he's a tool. That's one of his uh, tweets they put out there. He knew him before he became commissioner. And he also said, look, we're in a tough situation now. 47 states have put more restrictive laws on voting because of the pandemic. Everything loosened up. Are you going to boycott 47 states baseball and other countries that might not live up to your new standards? Which, by the way, if you read the bill, you'd still be in Georgia. You listen to Brian Kilmeade Show. Go to BrianKilney.com, Get any of my books. I signed and I send. And I personalize.
10: From the Fox News Podcasts Network, download and listen to The Untold Story with Martha McCallum, the host of The Story on Fox News Channel, sits down with major newsmakers each week to get their untold story. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.
2: Live from the Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, fresh off the set of Fox & Friends, it's America's receptive voice, Brian Kilmeade.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm Brian Kilmeade. Welcome to the latest moments of the Brian Kilmeade Show. Coming to you from New York, heard around the country, heard around the world. At the bottom of the hour, Congressman Michael Waltz will be with us. Uh, You know, he has been pushing. Let's boycott uh, the Beijing Games uh, in 2024, that whole thing of, you know, Torturing and putting uh, putting into uh, seemingly concentration camps, uh, not a good thing for the world. It's continuing, uh, continuing their action, they actually poisoned the world with this virus. Still haven't come clean on how it happened, and then you see what this happened in Hong Kong, and what could happen in Taiwan. That's what he's going with. And he'll talk about that. Uh, We could also talk about what's happening in the world. And Geraldo Rivera standing by. Uh, One thing that used to affect Geraldo directly is what's happening in New York. If this tax increase goes through, and it will, it looks like uh, New York City residents will now pay 52% of their earnings if you take the federal and tax increases in New York to the federal government. So 48% you get to keep the rest is the government's half of the year you're working for free let's get to the big three
2: now with the stories you need to know it's brian's big three number
0: three the fact of the matter is it's a red herring it is absolutely red herring but i am absolutely um i think within my my rights to question anything that comes from the uh from the desk of rudy giuliani yeah you
5: ever wish you'd had apple care yeah, that would have been
3: a good. <laughs> that is Hunter Biden. I've had enough. The Hunter Biden book tour, which has late night talk hosts fawning over him while serious questions go unanswered, like the one that used to freeze your account if you brought it up, the New York Post story. The laptop, he says, Rudy Giuliani made up. Are you kidding me? They might just implicate his father, the president. It's put me over the edge. You got porn, hookers, crack, China, Ukraine, shady entanglements. And he's trying to make money off it with a book that should be more fiction than nonfiction. Number two.
5: I think this is another historic sea change. For the longest time, CEOs stayed out of politics. They stayed out of activism. They hated it because they don't want to offend customers. They don't want to offend employees. And now, almost every single day, you have CEOs being pulled into debates about voting rights in Atlanta or what should we do on this issue or that issue.
3: It's nuts. And that's what's happening with corporate America. And you're talking about, uh, well... If you are that's Jim Vanderhei of Actios. If you are fired up about the Georgia elections uh, and the fallout that happened after, and the baseball boycott, buckle up. Try 360 new election bills in 47 states, and now corporations being pushed or they're choosing to weigh in on all of them.
4: Number one, the Biden administration knows about this. They knew about it yesterday because we shared the information with them, and yet still nothing is happening. So the Biden administration right now, uh, they are now saddled with child sex assault allegations and doing absolutely nothing about it
3: uh there you go greg abbott degrading by the day that's the situation at the border and it seems the administration is spending more time blocking the press than blocking illegals the cost to taxpayers the dangers all around and the lack of interest from the press make me think there is no end in sight and with me right now is heraldo rivera heraldo welcome back
14: Thanks, buddy. How you
3: been? I've been good. It's been an hour since we yelled at each other.
14: I hope I hope everything is the same.
3: (laughs) Yeah, as usual. Uh, But it's uh, you know, I will say this. This is the worst in my lifetime. The people I was down, you down there much more than me. But I've been down there four times my entire life. I had a big glimpse at what was going wrong with Donald Trump. All, whatever you want to say about Donald Trump, he did not tell the Border Patrol not to talk to us. The facilities weren't off a limit to us. We didn't go down there and pretend that things were okay when we talked to the ranchers. But what's going—describe, to describe, compare, and contrast the way the two uh, border uh, issues are handled.
14: Well, I think that President Trump clearly was more effective in blocking undocumented, unauthorized crossings of the southern border. There's no doubt about it. I think, as I said this morning, uh, I didn't exactly receive great acclaim from you and our colleagues. I think there has to be a compromise right now. There is an urgent situation. There is an emergency on the southern border. I think the Democrats have to agree to uh, allow, recommence the construction of the border wall. The Democrats must agree to the border wall being completed. They must agree to that right now. And as a concession, I think the Republicans have to agree to allow the dreamers, the young children who came here through no fault of their own, a pathway to citizenship. That's a compromise. I think it's doable. And they must have a summit meeting with the presidents of Mexico and Central America immediately uh, to recognize right. this uh, emergency.
3: Well, I want you to hear, instead of compromise, and let me put my hand out, the Washington Times had a story that Mayorkas is saying uh, these gaps are so big, the smugglers are using these roads that we built for the Border Patrol. They're, since there's gaps in the, in the fence, they're just going right through it. It's harder to get them. So they might finish that. But this is their attitude, uh, their Democrats' attitude. Cut one.
6: So this new surge we're dealing with now started with the last administration. The prior administration dismantled our nation's immigration system in its entirety.
7: We recognize this is a big problem. Uh, The last administration uh, left us a dismantled uh, and unworkable system. And like any other problem, uh, we are going to do everything we can to solve it.
8: What did
6: Trump do? He eliminated that funding. He didn't use it. He didn't do it. And in addition to that, what he did, he dismantled all the elements that exist to deal with what had been a problem and and has
3: been continued to be a problem for a long time. Okay, hope dashed, Uh, Geraldo. I know your uh, your ideas sound, but the hope is dashed. uh, He is just not doing anything like that.
14: Well, Brian, I, I think that Republicans should make them pay if that's the case in the midterm elections. Uh, and in any other issue they bring up in Washington, D.C., the Republicans should withhold uh, cooperation to the extent that that has any impact. There is no doubt but that the naivete and incompetence of Joe Biden has created this situation. Uh, You know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. No good deed goes unpunished. He said he wasn't going to deport Unaccompanied minors, and suddenly we have a wave of unaccompanied minors showing up at the southern border. I think that it is uh, it is preposterous to suggest that that's Donald Trump's fault. Uh, You know, you can blame him for a lot of things, but not that. I think that he did a a reasonable job. I I think that on on the other hand, I just I know I don't like other handing, but I, I, I we have to recognize, and you and I bumped heads about this. We have to recognize that hundreds of thousands of Mexican workers, mostly uh, single males, make their way to the United States every single year because they know they're going to have a job at XYZ Farm like they had a a job at XYZ Farm every year for the last two decades. We have to recognize this invisible workforce that comes and goes.
3: I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about them. We have
14: uh, to give them the temporary work right. reasons. Good. Absolutely. That be part of the compromise. Absolutely. But you're
3: not worried about it. No, no, but I'm not. But I'm not worried about – I'm worried about people like the two Syrians. You know more about terrorists than anybody that we caught. You really think there's only – excuse me, Yemenis. They came separately, by the way, not together. Do you really think they're the only two? They got an MS-13 guy the other day. You really think that's the only one? Uh, those are the ones we're not getting when we're dealing with the families who are walking across. They got the go sign. They got the go sign from Joe Biden's words and stopped the the remaining Mexico policy, and they no longer using Title forty two, saying unaccompanied minors will be flown home immediately because of the pandemic. So when they got that, I'm not I'm I'm more worried about the next seventeen thousand that are coming in April. What are we doing with these kids? Unbelievable. Well, deal, but let but, me
14: but, deal unemotionally with this uh, with this issue. First of all, I've been, as you suggest, I've been covering the border for 50 years, and and then I went to the University of Arizona, 60 miles from yep. the Mexican border. I was in Nogales, uh, Mexico, every weekend. I have a lot of experience in Mexico. I was the ABC Latin American correspondent for years. I have a lot of experience. You have to understand that the dynamics of this situation is such that we have to understand Everybody in Central America and Mexico wants to be in the United States. Central America has nothing going for the residents. It's been hit by two devastating hurricanes. There's corruption. There's violence. There's there's a a, a dollar an hour if you're lucky a pay scale where you can make ten fifteen dollars an hour in the United States. Uh, you know it's a, they're a walk away. Obviously, we've got to deal with it. We've got to. We've got to understand that it's unique. We're like Turkey,
3: yeah, dealing but, with the flood but of. But if, it, if it, you, but it, but, but, our, but Harado, everything you said is correct. But we always knew that. But the problem is, we have to have rules and laws. And I don't. I have a big heart for everyone in Africa, Eastern Europeans that are being oppressed. I know there's a lot of people from around the world that want to come here. But with 33 trillion in debt, we got more problems than we can handle. These cities are out of control. But what are you going to uh, do, Brian? Are you so shoot them? what we're going to do is go back to the policies of the previous administration and stop blaming them for their problems, their issues. They there's caused no way this. On Earth,
14: the Democrats are going to deport unaccompanied minors. There's no way. They're, they're going to have to. That's not going to be a compromise that makes uh, any reasonable. I want to get to another
3: area. I want to get to another area of yours uh, to discuss. I want you to hear what Hunter Biden inexplicably writes a book <laughs> He writes a a book about the most controversial elements of the last election. That if you, Geraldo, if you want to retweet a story about Hunter Biden for the New York Post, you would have your account suspended. This guy not only goes in your face to the social media people that said it was a a fictional story, he writes a book about his crack use and the laptop, which he wouldn't even be, his dad wasn't even asked about. Listen to his comments on a laptop that showed him with porn stars. With uh, doing porn movies, doing crack, having his teeth rotted out, and uh, we know about the exchanges with other con- with uh, about his dad. Cut seven.
0: I really don't know. And the fact of the matter is, it's a red herring. It is absolutely red herring. But I am absolutely, um, I think, within my my rights to question anything that comes from the uh, from the desk of Rudy Giuliani. Um, and so, I don't know is the answer. Do you right. ever wish you'd had Apple Care? Yeah, that would have been a good one. <laughs> <thing. laughs>
14: what is Apple Care?
3: I guess if you have Apple Care, they'll fix your laptop at oh. Apple.
14: <laughs> Those pictures that uh, leaked, uh, I saw them on Tucker, and then uh, Hannity had them an hour later of, of uh, Hunter Biden. With the hookers and the threesome and the dog. on but the But it's bed. not him. It's I not mean, him,
3: Araldo, right?
14: Uh, yeah. <laughs> it look like him to me. Uh, what do you mean it's not him? What, but he's the saying,
3: I don't know if that's my laptop. Well, how do we get those pictures? You know what yeah, was on right. the cover? It was, was Bo Biden's foundation, a sticker.
14: He, he, and that's disgusting. I, I think that, that he is, he's a pig. And his father, I'm sure, you know, you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. I'm sure his father has been plagued by Hunter Biden's malfeasance through his whole life. That picture of him is when he was doing meth with no teeth, uh, marrying his brother's widow, uh, you know, the guys are such a loser. I, I, I worry that there is stuff involving Ukraine or wherever that will implicate his father or in China or some other way uh, that this will— nag the Biden presidency, but I think that what is telling is how warmly he is welcomed by Jimmy Kimmel and by these other uh, interviewers as if he's a rock star who, uh, you know, had, uh, you know, Partied a little too hard here, but, uh, you know, forgiving behavior that is reprehensible when you think of uh, his
3: responsibility. Uh, I only got a minute left, but this is something to think about. You know people who are addicted to drugs, right? The last thing they need is stress in their lives, his dad allowed him— to go into these high-pressure situations in the Ukraine, China, and other Eastern European countries to assemble this, to acquire this money, invest it in different areas. He knew the stakes were huge. If you have a drug addict in your life and you put them in stressful situations where that's when they first, that's when they reach for drugs, that to me is terrible parenting, a terrible friend and a terrible parent you got to do the best you can not to cause undue stress as they focus on their their substance addiction. Final thought on that?
14: My final thought is that God knows what else he did. And uh, the revelations will be very sordid. And I wonder if the main news outlets like the New York Times the Washington Post will finally do stories about it.
3: When they decide that they want Kamala Harris to be president, all this stuff comes out. Uh, <laughs> Geraldo, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Okay, Brian. Have a great you. weekend. When we come back. Your turn. One eight six six four zero eight seven six six nine. Then I'll talk a little bit about this, but open it up even more. Congressman Michael Waltz uh, about Ron DeSantis, how he was treated, their buddies, uh, and why the other networks are staying away from the sixty minutes story. We're not, and they don't even want to take. They don't even want to take sixty minutes side. They're just ignoring it. Brian Kilmeade show
2: both sides, all opinions. It's Brian Kilmeade from the Fox
10: news Podcasts network, download and listen to the one with Craig Gutfeld, the co-host of the five. Like you've never heard him before. You know him, you love him. You want to be like him. Subscribe and listen now by going to
2: foxnewspodcasts.com. The fastest three hours in radio, you're with Brian Kilmeade. There
15: was a big blow to President Biden's agenda today. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia came out firmly against any vote to eliminate or weaken the filibuster. And with a 50-50 Senate, it means Republicans will be able to block key legislation. Every day I learn something new about the American political system. Today I learned that the most powerful man in American politics right now is someone I've never heard of from a state I'm not entirely sure even exists. (laughs) See, I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even know that Joe Manchin was a real person. I just thought it was a term Joe Biden used to describe rich people. Like, whoa, look at Joe Manchin over here, excuse me.
3: Yeah, it's funny, he set up what looks like a radio show. I think we discussed this the other day. I watched this; it was their 900th show this morning. I watched the replay. It was a 900th show, and so he's got his producers there in the front. He's got his writers there. He talks to his cameraman, talks to the band, um, his main writer for. Great. It was amazing. I think they realize he needs the audience and he needs skits, and without it, he needs everybody, which is amazing because he's got probably the best sense of humor. No Not it's
6: funny and I mean I will say um even one of the other jokes I pulled literally I had to cut out basically 4 minutes of them just interacting and just like riffing on right? each other Yeah it's a radio show Yeah it's funny it's good they like they all it appears they all enjoy each other and laugh at each right. other Right and
3: he's so smart um, he has got um weight watchers So he's 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 obviously a little heavy so he's doing weight watchers publicly This works this is this is like uh that's going to make him more number one ton of money He's already got Kierigad, which is pretty amazing to have a late night show at 1230. He's got more endorsements than I've ever see Colbert or these other guys have. And then he's got that. Now Weight Watchers as he loses the weight. I mean, that's going to get people.
6: But he just because he comes across as genuine and he actually still does funny jokes and he's not overly political.
3: Right. And I think he I do think he's leaving, though. William was on WTRC in South Bend, Indiana. Hey, William. Good morning, Brian. Thanks
8: for taking my call. A couple of things that um, first of all. Uh, Stacey Abrams and the Reverend Al Sharpton. The, the old saying: Watch what you ask for because you just might get it. When they're talking about uh, all the all the supposed uh, voter repression, repression, um, and now they're going to lose a hundred million dollars because of the um, All Star Game moving. Um, and, you, and now they're back. They're right. backpedaling big time. In uh, just like I said, a couple of things you have: Hunter Biden. And he talks about red herring. And when you look at that, I've looked up red herring um, just for the, the actual definition. And this is what it says. Something, especially a clue, that is or is intended to be misleading or distracting. The example they give is the book is fast-paced, exi- exciting, and full of red herrings. And I think that's pretty much his,
3: his, uh... yeah, his whole existence, but just not the laptop. We know it's his laptop. All the pictures and all the correspondence are real. Someone's got to just say, who's Tony Bobulinski?
10: New from the Fox News Podcasts Network.
16: My name is Kennedy, and welcome to my podcast, which will, I humbly say, single-handedly save the world. You're welcome.
10: It's Kennedy Saves the World. Subscribe and listen now by going to
2: foxnewspodcasts.com. A talk show that's getting you talking. You're with Brian Kilmeade. No amendment.
6: No amendment to the Constitution is absolute. You can't yell, proud, you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater all the freedom of speech. In the very beginning, you couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own. In the very beginning of the Second Amendment existed, certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. So the idea is just bizarre to suggest that some of the things we're recommending are contrary to the Constitution.
3: Uh. Well, that's interesting. Uh, that is the president of the United States yesterday in the Rose Garden. When he ad-libs, he gets himself in trouble. He also ad-libs and, and said uh, background checks uh, aren't given at gun shows, which everybody knows is flat-out wrong, and Jen Psaki tried to talk her way out of it. Uh, Congressman Michael Waltz joins us now, House Armed Services Committee, former senior advisor to, uh, of counterterrorism for VP Cheney and, of course, Green Beret himself. Congressman, do you like his analogy? You can't yell, uh, you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater? That limits freedom yeah, no. of speech.
11: <laughs> no, I mean it's it's, it's laughable, uh, and 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 by the way, you do have to do background checks. Yeah. Uh, I think what maybe she was trying to refer to is if you know I want to I want to sell you know my shotgun or or, or or a rifle to my my cousin, um, yeah, you know, I'm allowed to do that. Uh, and one of the things they've been trying to do in, in their gun legislation is make that illegal. Uh, and which which is an infringement on your Second Amendment rights. But it's just a ridiculous analogy amongst his amongst as many. Uh, my favorite yet, though, Brian, is is the is the um, Crow Eagle or the Eagle Crow or whatever, you know, whatever he's trying to do uh, with, with that one. They're all just pretty bad and awkward.
3: I, I know the ones you, you're talking about is Jim Crow. Uh, Jim Eagle.
11: Just Jim watched. Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the Georgia voting law. So right. I don't know. They just keep getting more and more bizarre. Frankly,
3: he wants to uh, ban um, a, sh- a steady uh, a steady harness. He wants to ban assault weapons. Uh, he also wants to get rid of ghost guns, and he wants to have background checks, uh, universal background checks. You pretty much have universal background checks. The problem with guns and background checks: a lot of times the FBI is not updating their site, or places right. like the military. When they, if they throw out Brian Kilmeade from the military because of my behavior. Uh, or yeah, because I'm volatile, or I was thrown out for bad behavior. Does that yep. belong in my background? You know, if I got if I got tossed out for domestic violence, is that in my background? It's not getting right. to the background check.
11: No, that's absolutely right. And what we've tried to do when when the Republicans were in charge of Congress is make the background check systems and the database systems work better. So what what you're alluding to, you know, the 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 shooting that we had in Texas a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, the, the active shooter was tossed out of the Air Force. It wasn't – the Air Force's inspector general in the investigation found out it wasn't documented appropriately and wasn't shared with the FBI appropriately. So we passed legislation called Fix NICS – NICS is the National uh, Background Check System – to make all of these databases work together and to encourage the state uh, uh, to share. But let's make the systems we have in place work better not keep layering on these unconstitutional, you know, additional limitations. Because at the end of the day, what the Democrats can't explain, and they never even try, is why areas like Chicago, Washington D.C., and others that have the most restrictive uh, uh, gun laws are the most violent. Right. Because at the end of the day, the criminals are going to continue to get the guns, but all you're restricting or law-abiding gun owners. I'm just going to make this the, offer. You're... That's the disconnect that they can't right. explain.
3: You're the one who can use every firearm made, and most of the people listening to the show are, are, have guns or they love going—it's a sport. You know, yeah. they're going to go shooting. Don, Donald Trump Jr., perfect example. You know, goes up to New York, but he's got an affinity for hunting. I don't want—you know, we don't want to touch people like you guys, right? Nobody does. I don't think. I hope so. So let's say you have an yeah. honest approach to this. We see all the shootings. We see the horror. Wouldn't, would, wouldn't it make sense to study the last 30 mass shootings— And see if we can get some nonpartisan or partisan people working together, Simpson-Bowles type committee, including uh, NRA members, to sit down and say, well, how do we stop that? How do we stop what just happened in that department store? And if everybody wants to stop that, see if there's some things we could do. But you just go, okay? I want a assault weapons. So, well, what's a assault weapon? Well, don't don't worry about it. Well, one one person using AR fifteen. Let's ban them. Well, hardly any of these incidents happen with AR 15s Well, why do we have them anyway? Well, that's not the question. Why we have them anyway, right. right? So no. I just think there's a rational way to approach this and keep the Second Amendment uh, Amendment strong. Am I wrong?
11: No, th- no, there is Brian. Uh, but yeah, you, know, you have your kind of gaslighting and fear mongering, frankly, on both sides. But if you look at what Florida did in the wake of the Parkland shooting, you know, when that individual uh, who that young kid clearly had terrible mental health issues and was reported to the local police, the FBI, and the school system you know, over 40 times. But, you know, look what we did in the wake of that. We, we passed legislation to legally and with due process, that's the key piece, with due process, if someone has demonstrable mental health issues, they're showing signs of violence, to temporarily remove those firearms, uh, there are other states that are doing it without due process, and I would be against that but it but this has been done and can be done uh, to your point, and I think we did it in Florida in a way that the nRA is okay with. our sheriffs fully support, and law abiding yeah. gun owners fully support It's reasonable and what we worry uh, about and, with red
3: flag laws and and yep. Michaels you know you're going through a divorce and and your uh, wife or husband knows that you love to hunt. And they say, well, I'm, I'm scared for my welfare because they know that right. if you if you have a sense of – if you have a violent background and be accused of violent crime, that's now a red flag. Take his gun away or her gun away. So they worry about that. They worry, well, you know, I'm feeling depressed. I want to go see a therapist. Well, if, that, right. if you – and all of a sudden they say, you know, your therapist. You go through a rough time. You come out of it. You go, excuse me. I have here the psychological problems. You have depression. I don't think I'm going to be able to sell you that gun. That's what people worry about. The abuse of a system designed to help.
11: Yep. No, that's absolutely right. But in, in in our system, you have to go and you have to present that before a judge, uh, and 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 the reasonality, you know, the reasonability test and the other tests, uh, I think are, are 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 in the right place. And again, you know, we have. Our, our our gun rights organizations that are supportive, our sheriffs are supportive. I mean, it it, it seems to be so far from everything I'm hearing uh, working out uh, very well. So to your point of can we get to a better place? Yeah, I do think so.
3: All right. So let's move over to infrastructure. It looks as though Joe Manchin, he's gone on the record <laughs> and he says, I am not only not into blowing up the filibuster, I will not sign off on reconciliation. And that means if that is true and he holds the line, That means the $2.2 trillion package stops and has to be a compromise. Here's what Speaker Pelosi said, cut 33.
12: I would hope that our part in the House would be largely done before the 4th of July. Whether the whole package can be done then, we just don't know. But as some have suggested, we want to do it before the August break. Now, our plan does have not only infrastructure, roads, mass transit, water, broadband, education, housing... It has a number definition of infrastructure in a broader sense, but also how how we do
3: it. What do you I mean? Number one, she's ignoring what's going to happen in the Senate if Joe Manchin holds the line. Number two is, are you going to have a say in that, Congressman?
11: Well, you know, the way she's running things, not only do we not have a say, half of her members don't have a say. She's not going through a committee process where you can offer amendments, take care of your districts, emphasize whether it's. Airports, ports, bridges. Uh, yeah, she she writes it out of her office and springs it on people with you know with a day at most uh, to look through a thousand page bill. But Brian, the bigger issue here is we actually desperately need investments and public private partnership in our infrastructure. It is crumbling, and the Chinese are making investments not only in their country but around the world uh, that I just don't think people fully totally realize. How they are starting to not get ahead of us but starting to lap us and what has me so upset about this is you know like the covid bill uh you know this is a christmas tree that they're tacking on all their, their wish lists i mean we saw kirsten gillibrand's tweet uh that that child care and all kinds of other things are infrastructure too at least she's honest about it uh but you know what the sad thing to me is that this is going to get bogged down and we actually do need a clean infrastructure package that invests in our ports, our bridges, our airports, five G, uh, yeah, our we water infrastructure, all of it. We need it, uh, and and Congress should do its darn job. And if she, if the progressives uh, would even just back off an inch uh, and let us get this badly needed uh, legislation done, it, it's just bad for the country what they're doing.
3: No question. I want. It's, uh, and, and by the way, they're saying health care is infrastructure, uh, bolstering. Uh, Obamacare's infrastructure. This is Juanita. I want you to hear on MSNBC, Juanita Tolliver uh, weighed in. Listen to what she said, cut 34.
16: I also appreciate Speaker Pelosi naming the expansive definition of infrastructure here because in many people's minds, infrastructure is whatever makes it possible for people to function in our society and in our economy. That, of course, includes roads, bridges, housing, water. That also includes things like the care economy, which we know this pandemic has really exacerbated a lot of people's experiences with. So when Pelosi speaks about this timeline, I think it also tracks with what we've heard from the White House when they're saying. Inaction is not an
3: option. The care, <laughs> yeah. The care timeline, the care infrastructure, care economy.
11: Yeah. So basically, what she said is 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 infrastructure. What isn't infrastructure, right? I mean, what? Yeah. It, it is whatever you want to make it uh, to be, uh, and and that is it's a, it's essentially a socialist agenda. And the um, bottom line is, and, too, uh,
3: Congressman, you have to find a way to do these projects if everything and get rid of the red tape. You guys are so caught up in environmental studies and all this impact statement and, and the and the lawsuits. It's impossible almost to get a tunnel done these days.
11: No, absolutely right. And and you know we've talked about, for example, critical minerals. You know these are the rare earth minerals that power our electronics, our aviation, uh, you know our advanced materials. The average permitting time. Uh for a mine or a processing plant in the United States it's seven to ten years. In Australia it's two to four. Uh and what investor, right, what business is going to make those investments? And again, you know, that's why on the geopolitical stage the Chinese have gobbled up ninety percent of the world's rare earths. We literally can't get it through the red tape. Uh and, and and meanwhile we're we're not making the investments public or private that we need to compete in a in a future economy.
3: Pretty amazing. Uh lastly uh, there was a time when Hunter Biden, if you retweeted his story, you'd get you get your Twitter account disabled and Facebook suspended. Now he's out doing a book tour, mocking the fact that Rudy Giuliani came out and had the and had copies of the laptop. He's mocking that. He's also just uh, kind of just waxing poetically about his times at Burisma. Cut six.
0: What I didn't take into account was the way in which they would use the perception against my dad, and for that, I I, I have uh, I I wouldn't do it again for that reason. Yeah, yeah.
13: Does it make
5: you crazy when you hear someone like Donald Trump Jr. saying that the only reason he does is because he's a Biden <laughs> and uh, because of his last name yeah. and how
0: just? wildly comical that is i mean does it uh, it it is wildly comical that's putting it um, uh, lightly i think but but you know i really what i've learned is this is that i don't spend too much time thinking about
3: right he doesn't spend too much time thinking obviously if donald trump jr got on the barisma board when his dad was president that would have been a huge issue hired only because his name was donald trump jr but he works in the trump organization Hunter Biden going on charisma, that is a false analogy, but he's on with comedians on something that has national security implications. It's not about a crackhead. It's about a crackhead that is the son of a father who is doing international deals with uh, yep. our enemy countries.
11: Yep, yep, and making money, right, and making even more money uh, on, on the Biden name. But, you know, the fact that he gets on that board when Vice President Biden's sitting in the seat is in charge of anti-corruption and Ukraine policy on the heels of a Russian invasion uh, is is incredible. But separately, uh, the fact that he flies on Air Force Two on official business and then lands uh, $1.5 billion in investment uh, from the Central Bank of China, where he's still actually sitting on the board Uh, as we speak, he's still an equity holder with our greatest adversary, and Brian, I'm telling you, the, the shoe to drop, the, the Chinese give that money, but they give it with strings attached, uh, and they want it invested in key technology companies, advanced materials, robotics, artificial intelligence. Uh, that is the thread that still has to be pulled, and I'm determined to find out what companies by Hunter Biden then invested in Many of them have military applications. They have what's called dual use, both civilian and military, and whether there was any influence on our safeguards to make sure the Chinese weren't pulling that intellectual property out. Uh, because they don't mm-hmm. give that kind of money without those kind of expectations. Okay. Uh, while wow. – yeah, I mean, it's really – it's it's just jaw-dropping, uh, and, and it's incredible what he's getting away with. Lastly,
3: just real quick, uh, Congressman, where are you at with the push to – boycott the Beijing Olympics?
11: Well, I'm calling it the Genocide Olympics, uh, uh, Brian, and and I'm thrilled to see Mike Pompeo uh, with the same language. We have a roundtable next week with uh, former Speaker Newt Gingrich with some of these Uyghur groups, Tibetan groups, Christian groups that have been brutalized, raped, tortured, uh, uh, and persecuted. Uh, I just, again, I don't see how uh, the Biden administration admitting that genocide is going on, releasing a human rights report that talks about the forced sterilization of women, uh, the mass rape of women uh, in, in China, how we then have our athletes there waving the American flag. I hate it for our athletes. The IOC needs to move the games, even if it means they're delayed. Uh, I can't imagine that we would have done this in Darfur or in Rwanda or in Bosnia in the middle of those genocides. Uh, But the momentum's growing, Brian. Uh, The leader of the Canadian Conservative Party is calling for the same thing. Trudeau abstained, uh, by the way, from from that vote. Uh, And um, we're going to hold China to account.
3: He's gutless, uh, Trudeau. Uh, Congressman Michael Waltz, thanks so much.
11: All right. Thanks, Brian.
3: Go get him. Uh, 1-866-408-7669.
2: It's Brian Kilmeade. It's the
10: Hammer Time Podcast. Fox News Channel's Bill Hammer takes you one-on-one with engaging personalities covering the critical issues of the day. Find Hammer Time now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. America's listening to Fox News. He's so busy,
13: he'll make your head spin. It's Brian Kilmeade. Some thought he was a gaff prone fountain of political incorrectness. He once asked aboriginals in Australia whether they still threw spears at each other. He told British students in China they would get slitty eyes if they stayed there too long. Closer to home, he once asked Scottish driving instructors how they kept their students off the sauce long enough to pass the
15: test. He just said what he felt. He was very funny. Prince Philip was the man who said, if ever you see a man opening the car door for his wife, it's either a new car or a new wife. Uh, He was a shrewd observer. It's funny. He did. I was reading some of
3: that stuff. I don't really know much about him. He passed away at the age of 99, Prince Philip, today. But uh, he seemed to say whatever was on his mind.
6: I agree. I thought that was, um, I mean, that aired on CBS this morning. But um, I agree. It's also a generational thing, right? You sort of just make jokes that you couldn't
8: make today. but
3: Right. Now we'd have to read an apology. Yes. Hey, uh, let's go out to Joe, listen on WABC in the Bronx. Joe, on the border, your thoughts.
8: Yes, good morning. Uh, very briefly, regarding the border and the chaos that's going on down there, what we really need to do, in addition to building a wall, which is just a palliative, it doesn't cure the... Uh, the cause of the problem, what we really need to do is actually eliminate all benefits for any illegals coming across the border. Because in New York State, they just passed a $212 billion budget, and no less than $2.1 billion is devoted to to devoting money to illegal aliens. It's
3: insane. It is insane. It's crazy. And Governor Cuomo is selling out everything in order to keep Democrats in his camp. And not impeach him. So he's given them everything he wants. Now illegals, soon they're all going to get limousines and buildings. It's incredible what we accept in this country. Brian Kilmeade
2: Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. From the Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, giving you opinions and facts with a positive approach. It's Brian Kilmeade.
3: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the latest moments of the Brian Kilmeade Show. Coming to you from New York, heard around the country, heard around the world. Carly Shimkus is coming out at the bottom of the hour, but it was kind of rude of me to say that when I have another lovely woman right here. I should have said it, it's, it's unbelievable. I'm not used to having in-studio guests. Kennedy is here, who is featured on her own show.
16: Still? Can you believe it? <laughs> I know. can't believe Every it. Every time that card key works, right. I'm amazed. And your time is now? 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 in the West. And do Monday we know, through Thursday. And
3: are people at home going to notice your new studio?
16: I think they will. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a Miami nightclub. It's so Monday we move into a new studio and it is beautiful and incredible. Right. And uh, I, I think it's it's the same thing like. The bosses are going to watch, it be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who approved it? Nope, 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 nope. Back right. to the basement. They
3: might take you off because <laughs> exactly, of yeah. So Kennedy, here's another thing we're different. Yeah, I could never use that analogy because this is how different our lives were. I was probably never in a Miami Miami nightclub.
16: I don't believe that for a second.
3: Not a, not I, for I, a I moment. What would I do there? The music's so loud. Yeah. You uh, right. the the outfits you'd are so. You take little
16: napkins and you'd stuff them in your ears, right? And then you go up to people and go, "Hi, I'm Brian. I'm Brian." <laughs> And then they'd walk away. And- That's
3: my only line you could see me coming up with. Let's see. I like beer. <laughs> That's true. That's why I would never go there. Can you even have a beer in a club? Don't you have to have something? I think
16: it's nice to only order like beer. Like I like champagne or really? prosecco. I like bubbles. Yeah, but don't don't order a drink that takes fifteen ingredients in a oh, crowded bar or nightclub. Long Island Ice is tea the lamest thing you can do.
3: Right. Um, I mean, unless you're
16: at Fridays, that's fine.
3: Fridays, which is great. Yeah, yeah. I love when people wait on me in a referee outfit. (laughs) That's why I like Foot Locker (laughs) as well. Let's get to the big three. Sorry.
2: Now with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three.
3: Number three. The fact
0: of the matter is it's a red herring. It is absolutely red herring. But... I am absolutely, um, I think within my, my rights to question anything that comes from the, uh, from the desk of Rudy Giuliani.
3: Yep. You
5: ever wish you'd had AppleCare? Yeah, that would
3: have been a good (laughs) one. Hunter Biden blaming Rudy Giuliani for a laptop that has his crack use and uh, porn stars on it. Unbelievable. I had enough. Hunter Biden's book tour, late night host fawning over him like he's some type of celebrity. So many unanswered questions. Not a Billy Carter type thing. Why is this guy so screwed up? But this could implicate his father, who happens to be... President of the United States. Porn, hookers, crack, China, Ukraine, shady entanglements. Those are real issues. Yet he does a book tour and no one's asking me about these questions. Or if they do, they are satisfied with bad answers. Number two.
5: I think this is another historic sea change. For the longest time, CEOs stayed out of politics. They stayed out of activism. They hated it because they don't want to offend customers. They don't want to offend employees. And now, almost every single day, you have CEOs being pulled into debates about voting rights in Atlanta or what should we do on this issue or that issue.
3: Jim Vandeheye from Axios. If you are fired up about the Georgia election law fallout and the baseball boycott, buckle up. Try 360 election bills in 47 states and now corporations being pushed or choosing to weigh in on all of them. Good luck with that. Where are you going to play baseball?
4: Number one. The Biden administration knows about this. They knew about it yesterday because we share the information with them, and yet still nothing is happening. So the Biden administration right now, uh, they are now saddled with, child sex assault allegations and doing absolutely nothing about it.
3: Degrading by the day, that's the situation at the border and it seems the administration spending more time blocking the press than blocking illegals. The cost to us taxpayers uh 80 million dollars a week. The danger's all around. The lack of interest from the press make me wonder if the end is even close to being in sight. How are we going to get over this? Kennedy, do you disagree with that the border is absolutely out of control?
16: absolutely out of control i think what we're we're doing yes uh but it's bad with every administration because congress won't act and reform our immigration laws and therefore you have a series of executive orders that are very confusing to people who want to leave their countries that have been hollowed out uh, by the drug war by narco terrorists who are now in power uh, in places like honduras guatemala Nicaragua. It's it's El Salvador. These are rough places, which I understand. Uh, the problem is we don't have a set of uh, asylum protocols that satisfy the number of people coming here seeking asylum, and they know that. So if you come to the United States southern border and you say, um, I'm an asylee, then it, it takes several years for you to get a court date. So you can come to the country, and if you want to come to the United States and work for a couple of years, make some money, and then go back to your home country, we should have an immigration system that allows people to do that. We do not have that.
3: Right. A couple of things. If you are a savvy politician, like a 78-year-old with 50 years in the business, supposedly profiles that way, Joe Biden, you say, okay, yeah, I got. I, I ran on probably the previous president being too tough on the border separating children, but in a pandemic- it's working. I do want to do this infrastructure thing. I got a huge problem with China. I got another big agenda, this pandemic. Leave it. Address it. It was working. There would have been a surge. Absolutely. But with this Title 42, it gives you a right to send the kids back on a plane, not on the road with work, walking papers, back to their country. It would have stopped the flow. The remainder of Mexico was working. I don't know how. But the president hit it off with the president of Mexico, even though he's a socialist. They would hit it off. This guy is ticked over President Biden. He calls him the migrant president. There are things that needed to be addressed. This was not one of them. He made this problem. And the thing that I find so disconcerting, he seems disinterested in solving it. But it comes up nonstop in almost every press conference.
16: Yeah, all they do is generate talking points and not solutions. So Nancy Pelosi is sitting here going, we're on a good path. It's like, no, when you have kids who are dying in the desert, who are being sexually assaulted in American facilities.
3: Dropped from the wall?
16: Yeah, a three- and five-year-old dropped 14 feet from a wall and left for dead. That's not a good path. And – you are incentivizing people to send their children by themselves. Exactly. that's not a good system. That's that's a horrible system. Right, and and they they have exacerbated it, and they have to fix it. So the the Congress in, in two thousand nine had the ability to pass immigration reform, and they didn't. They chose Obamacare, which has been hollowed out and is also very confusing. And you know the the Republicans had a couple of chances, and now Democrats have the chance again. And they're pushing everything but immigration.
3: He did roll out with some immigration reform, and this is what I wanted to do. But this thing totally blindsided him, I think. That's sad, but I do think it blindsided him. But this is what I find unacceptable. Using the term Jim Crow on steroids, totally inaccurate. It's like somebody who you don't like, call them a Nazi. Excuse me. They're not Nazis. You might not like them or you think they're stern. But they're not Nazi Jim Crow on steroids, this is not what the Georgia law is. And listen to what, President, uh, the Democrats were saying yesterday. Cut one. So this new
6: surge we're dealing with now started with the last administration. The prior administration dismantled our nation's immigration system in its entirety.
7: We recognize this is a big problem. Uh, the last administration uh, left us a dismantled uh, and unworkable system. And like any other problem, uh, we are going to do everything we can to solve it.
6: Right. What did Trump do? He eliminated that funding. He didn't use it. He didn't do it. And in addition to that, what he did, he dismantled all the elements that exist to deal with what had been a problem and, and has been continued to be a problem for a long time.
3: What is with him? I mean... You mean it was his idea to stop building the wall it was his idea to stop with the technology to be built in, into the wall it was his idea to reverse t- title 42 and allow unaccompanied minors to stay it was his idea to eliminate remain in Mexico it, I, I don't know I don't know where where he gets off saying that my fear is that people believe that
16: I don't think people are that dumb and I don't I don't think people believe that child care is infrastructure child care is child care I so. is, child is childcare is very important. Yeah, there are a lot of things that are important. Right, very important things. Those important things, they're still not infrastructure.
3: Thank you. Yep. So you have given me a sense that there is no, there are normal people in the world because I'm, we're not really allowed to be around normal people uh, because they keep uh, Allison and today Matt on the other side of the glass. I don't get any visitors. No. All I hear is I don't uh, even see Pete. It's right, sad. Right.
16: No, by the way, I can only imagine where Pete is right pa- now.
3: The pandemic. Pro- Pete's supposed to be working. Let's let's hope we don't have to imagine, because the pandemic protocol is only one of them can come in.
16: I saw Pete sunbathing on the uh, the sidewalk on Sixth you- Avenue.
3: Allison, could you get your best person on this? Totally on it. We'll run down right. Maybe. Has Pete ever sunbathed? I, maybe I he even... does
16: go to Florida on vacation.
3: Right. And pandemic
16: probably... Pete. Yeah, that's what he's doing. <laughs>
3: 172,000 encounters, 100,000 in February, a 71% increase. I just did the math. I am amazing. Uh, when you talk about unaccompanied minors, 19,000. So you have what the governor of Texas is saying. And they're not slowing down. They're not slowing down. It's, what I'm trying to say is I, I feel like I walk in and there's a huge problem and nobody's talking about it. And I think it's, he doesn't understand what kind of problems he's in because this is getting so bad, he's not going to get anything else across
16: so if if you're saying this month is the highest uh, the highest number of encounters we've had in 20 years. Yes. This month alone. So how is that the last administration's problem? Let's let's pretend it's not. Let's pretend <laughs> this is happening right now right. in this moment and you have to come up with two kinds of systems, short-term systems and long-term systems in order to fix this. They are coming up with neither. And I want Vice President Harris to go to the border so the the power and impact oh. of this penetrates her soul. So she realizes uh, the kind of deep yogurt these kids are in. So, so how- it, it jostles her into motion because she's a lot of potential energy on immigration right now. We need that to be <laughs> kinetic.
3: So I have an idea. If the president gives you a job, I don't care how hard that is. For example, you know what's a bad job? When the president turns around and told Mike Pence, can you please handle all pandemic research, vaccines, as well as implementation of testing? Not a good job, right? He did it. And when Barack Obama asked Vice President Joe Biden to leave Turkey, evidently, and go ahead and handle this migrant expansion and uh, insurgency at our border, not a great job, but he did it. She basically said no. So, Kennedy, here's an example. You're doing that number today, right? Yeah. So what if you said... uh, Kenny, we need do that number. Do you go? Psh, yeah, I don't. I don't think so.
16: Yeah, no. I'm. You know what? It's. Uh, <laughs> need you do the
3: five? Don't think so. Yeah, it's, mm, it's I, got 20, I got my show. It's four forty-five. I got my show.
16: I'm kind of busy, you right. guys. Don't really I like just realized show. just now. Right. that I'm gonna go tour a uh, a bakery in right. Chicago. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> That's
3: what she did. Yes, exactly. Right. That's what she did. And the answer by Jen Saki, I thought about you was classic. She's allowed to get a snack.
16: She's getting a snack. It's a snack.
3: Yeah, when we, when like, we come that's back. not
16: a snack. That's a horrible, horrible uptick.
3: When we come back, Kennedy will tell me why I'm overreacting about Hunter Biden's book tour when we return only on The Brian Kilmeade Show. Mm-hmm.
2: Educating, entertaining, enlightening. You're with Brian Kilmeade. Fox Nation presents Podcasts, Women of the Bible
10: Speak.
13: I'm Shannon Bream, host of Fox News at Night and author of the new book, Women of the Bible
1: Speak, the wisdom of 16 women and their lessons for today. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, FoxNewsPodcast.com, or wherever you download your podcasts.
2: Information you want, truth you demand. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show.
3: About 25 minutes ago, this just came across Kennedy as we continue here. Uh, President Biden has created a commission to study expanding the Supreme Court. You know, he uh, swore against it his entire career, said what a boneheaded idea it was in the past. But now he's signed an executive order to create it. They have 180 days to come up, this bipartisan commission, to come up with recommendations about expanding the Supreme Court. Bipartisan. Right. What a disaster. I mean, this, by the way, this is what happens— when you throw the scent in the street, uh, this is what happens. Uh, I, this is, this is, he is fundamentally doing everything that Bernie Sanders would have, would have Absolutely. done. No. He is Bernie Sanders.
16: I, is Bernie Sanders president?
3: Might as well be. Uh, the, the You have a 6-3 court. Biden, said a former chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, said that the, the judicial nominations is getting out of whack. Really? It's not clear that the commission being established by Biden will by itself clarify his position under the White House order establishing it. The commission is not set to issue specific recommendations uh, at the end of the study, an outcome likely to disappoint activists. The executive order on Friday, the president will create a 36-member commission charged with examining the history of the court, past changes to the process, nominating justices, and the potential consequences to altering the size of the highest court.
16: Wow. And even Justice Breyer came out yesterday and was like, don't pack the court. Ruth Bader Ginsburg said nine is the perfect number.
3: Right. Uh, well, we thought, you know, past uh, does somehow give you an indication of how it would be in the future. And we, we, where the country was, in some aspects, working— I thought. Let's find out about Hunter Biden. Tell me if uh, this makes you laugh. Cut seven.
0: I really don't know. And the fact of the matter is it's a red herring. It is absolutely red herring. But I am absolutely, um, I think, within my, my rights to question anything that comes from the, uh, from the desk of Rudy Giuliani. Um, and so I don't know is the answer. Do you, but, you ever wish you'd had AppleCare? Yeah, that would have been a good <laughs>
3: So the question was, and I should have thrown to this better, uh, what, who's, whose laptop is it? Is that your laptop? And they're laughing. Good line by Jimmy Kimmel, but the, you know what the follow-up should be? On that laptop is all your personal items. There's text messages in correspondence with your dad. Is that them? On the cover of that is a sticker that says the Bo Biden Foundation. Is that yours? Um, th- is that your signature on the invoice, on the work order from the Delaware repair shop? Is the Delaware repair shop owner lying when he said that you dropped this off and didn't return any calls?
16: I don't understand how he says I don't know because uh, one of the most sensitive and important things you have in your entire life no is your phone and your laptop. Absolutely. And now they're synced; like everything you have on your phone is on your laptop. And you know, Tim Cook made the point, and you know, obviously Apple CEO, that we should have uh, voting by smartphone because. Everything, every sensitive piece of information we could possibly have is on our phone and our laptop. Therefore, if you trust it with that, you should trust it with voting. So if, if it's that important to him and he says he doesn't even know, he doesn't remember because he was in such a bad way, then how can he possibly say that his dad never got a nickel from any of his shady business dealings? If he doesn't know where his laptop is and, and you know, we know what was on there. And that's that's an embarrassing trove. Then how how would he possibly know the ins and outs of every deal he did uh, with Burisma, any other entity in Ukraine and China?
3: So here's Josh Boswell from the Daily Mail. He looked through all the entire laptop, cut eight.
11: Yeah, there's really very little doubt at this point. And that was something that we wanted to make sure we were clear on at DailyMail.com before we published this big story. Hunter says, you know, and his publishers say it's it's a tell-all book, that you don't need the laptop. That's, frankly, absolute rubbish. There is a lot in there that he leaves out. I mean, as soon as I booted up that drive and started browsing through just the photos, I mean, I was bombarded with with these graphic, shocking images. Uh,
3: porn?
16: yeah crack, yep.
11: um,
3: and intimate messages uh, about international deals. And this is where I think he's a bad dad. To put him representing the family of in these international deals, using trading on the name to set up a fund with China and uh, Ukraine, a high-stress situation with a 30-year drug addict who you just staged an intervention with in 2020?
16: Yeah, so uh, I, I said this the other night on my show, codependency is a hell of a drug. And anyone who has been in a codependent family relationship knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know, the lengths you go to bury your head uh, to people's destructive behavior is it's it's shocking and sad.
3: Right. But you are never shocking and sad. Never. Some of your comments are shocking in yeah. that they're so insightful. But happy. But you're never sad. <laughs> right? So watch you today on Outnumbered, you'll be playing the role of Kennedy.
16: That's indeed correct. Brian right? Kilmeade.
3: You were born to play that role. I
16: hope
3: so. Carly Shimkus is coming in next. It's not better than Kennedy, but you will have to do it.
10: From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, publisher of The Federalist, and I'm inviting you to join a new conversation with the smartest thinkers out there about the country and where we're going. Subscribe to the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. From
2: his mouth to your ears, it's Brian Kilmeade. From
15: the pandemic front, scientists have discovered that there's an existing drug that could help treat COVID, and it's an existing pill that's used to treat toenail fungus. It is an amazing discovery though, although for some reason the toenail infection scientist is choosing to remain anonymous. <laughs> although this is great for people who are insecure about their toenail infections. Do you know what I mean? Now if someone gives them a weird look for taking toenail fungus medication, you can be like, oh no, don't worry, my toenails are fine, I've got COVID.
13: <laughs>
3: there you go. I like that. Um, Welcome back. Uh, Carly Shimkus is here. It's amazing to have one guest to show in studio, let alone two. But Carly, you actually saw Kennedy come out, right? I was so
1: excited to see Kennedy. I haven't seen her since the pandemic started. So
3: we got to, you know, my my big three are about, obviously, immigration. I'm talking about the Georgia law Mm -hmm. and Hunter Biden situation. But a couple other things. This just uh, came across. Uh, Joe Biden's creating a commission to study the expanding of the Supreme Court. They're going to put together 36 wow. members, got 180 days to do it. I'll give you the study. Don't do it. I, I think mean, that's- win an election. That's what happened.
1: Yeah, um, he's he's looking into a a, a myriad of things that seem extremely progressive. And I thought that he was uh, the guy that was going to bring this nation together. It's like we elected Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Well, the other thing that he's looking into is uh, fifty thousand dollars student loan possibly going to wipe it away he doesn't want to do that he said ten thousand dollars max that's something that he's comfortable with but he's listening to the progressive wing of his party the aocs the uh the uh, elizabeth warrens that want fifty thousand dollars removed to student loan debt even a commission even looking into that even if he doesn't do it signals that he is not a moderate president
3: Carter, let's think in the big picture for a second now in New York, Governor Cuomo, desperate to hold on to his job because of the scandal, is writing putting two point five billion dollars aside for illegal immigrants to get payouts during the pandemic. Oh, I, I saw that one time. I mean, come
1: Do on! You know what is interesting about that is it really does show um, that now I'm looking at this completely politically, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm nothing about the sexual harassment allegations or the nursing home scandal in it of themselves, but from a political standpoint. A lot of people made it a very big deal when um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says that people, that, that he should step down because of the nursing home scandal. People said, look, that's how bad it's getting. No, 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 no. That could be also political because to a lot of New Yorkers, Governor Cuomo is too moderate. He's too conservative for them. And you can see in this. Um, the left
3: is going after it, him.
1: Yeah, but a lot of people said, Oh, look, it's getting bad, it's getting bad. That could there could also be a different reason. They want to get a more progressive governor yeah. in there.
3: Right. And he said, You got it. You want that money? You want that budget? You want me to raise taxes on the rich? Do you know that fifty one now for right now, those horrible wealthy people fifty one percent of their income is going to taxes, federal and local. It's just going. Yeah. And and a lot of these 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 companies are saying, and I was talking to Mayor Suarez. Two months ago, a little Havana shoot we were doing. He's the mayor of Miami, one of the two mayors, and he's saying, "You don't believe the tech, the the, the amount of firms I am screening from around the country, Absolutely. especially in New York, and now it's, now you got to go."
1: Yeah, two things on that front, real quick, before we get into more to know. I spoke to a restaurant owner um, right when restaurants went back to twenty five percent capacity in New York City, and he was saying, "I my I am dying. my My restaurant is about to go under. I need it to be fifty percent." I just spoke to some restaurant owners in Florida. This is the New York restaurant owner saying this, and I think I'm moving my business down there. How many people do you think yeah. had that thought? And quickly on that front as well, um, uh, about a year ago, Governor Cuomo and Mayor Bill de Blasio got into this big thing because de Blasio was thinking about raising taxes even higher. Cuomo said... if. Don't do that because we want the rich people to come back, but he was overruled because he is in such a weakened position politically right now that look at what happened with the budget. That's
3: why people are saying you're going to be totally ineffective, step down, not if he wants to survive because he's got nothing else to do. Yeah. It's not like he can go back to his family business like a lot of rich people can, hmm. but there's a couple of other things. I was just looking through some of these stories, and I thought, okay, people are going to leave if the taxes goes up, but who is actually going to leave? You'd be surprised who's going to leave. Blackstone has already uh, made maneuvers to get out. JetBlue is located on, in Long Island City. They say okay. they're looking in Florida right now. So you're going to lose a major airline. Now um, you have Catherine Wilde, president CEO of the Partnership for New York City. They're, they're in charge of getting business here. They say with hundreds of members who represent businesses across the city, she told CNBC yesterday that business leaders are hearing from employees and potential recruits that they will not come here. Number one, I think the lawlessness, and you don't want to give away over half your money. So now they're looking at other places to go and companies that want to move. Yeah. And there's a quality of life there, and also there's a there's a majesty being recruited. Blackstone and Starwood Capital have already left. Uh, now they have Maitland is another company, an investment firm. Uh, they are going to be looking to leave. So there's going to be problems, but he doesn't care because he wants to survive here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Look at what's happening in Texas. I don't think he's going
3: to survive, by the way.
1: Oh, you know, I think that he I think that uh, it, my, the prediction as of now is I don't think he's going to run again, um, but I, I think he'll possibly survive this term. But he's up for reelection in 2022.
3: If you're an illegal immigrant, you can get a payment up to fifteen thousand six hundred dollars. So where do you report? Hi, I got nothing on me. You qualify.
1: Fifteen thousand six hundred dollars. I
3: have no last name. Just come and ca- come get your money. Prove to me that you don't belong, and then you're eligible. Yeah. But if you own the diner down the street, fill out some reams of paperwork on the threatening a penalty of jail.
1: It's unbelievable. Yeah, it really shows. Let I... me
3: pat you down and make sure you don't belong here. Yeah. Good. No ID.
1: I know, and this is the thing that frustrates so many Americans. It's similar to that story in California where people were you know, all these parents were saying, We gotta get our kids back in school, we gotta get our kids back in school and then the second, you know, illegal immigrants started filling up those um convention centers, teachers said, Okay well, we're not going to teach your students in person. We're going to, te- but we will teach these illegal immigrant right. students. And I don't blame the teachers for that because some of the teachers wanted to go back to school. But it does prove that the teachers' unions were so out of touch.
3: Right. A couple so of things. So, so I gave you the breaking news. Carly can handle anything on the Supreme Court. Then we went over things that bothering me, like here in New York, which bothers the country because it shows an exit from high-tax states. The other breaking news that happened during Fox & Friends was the passing of 99-year-old Prince Philip, who was a war hero, uh, wrote love letters to his wife, future queen. Mm-hmm. At 15, they end up getting married after living in Malta and then uh, ascending to the throne. This yeah. diplomatic guy had to be this very uh, accomplished man had to take a step back and let the queen be the queen. He would never be the king. I know. By the way, I never thought that was with the rules. I thought that you get to be king if you marry the queen. <laughs> I don't know anything, obviously. So listen to some of the tributes that have come in. The one thing I didn't know was that he had a lot of gas. He spoke his mind. and I
1: didn't know that either, but right, go ahead. Do we listen okay. to this. Yeah.
13: Some thought he was a gaff-prone fountain of political incorrectness. He once asked aboriginals in Australia whether they still threw spears at each other. He told British students in China they would get slitty eyes if they stayed there too long. Closer to home, he once asked Scottish driving instructors how they kept their students off the sauce long enough to pass the test.
15: He just said what he felt. He was very funny. Prince Philip was the man who said, "If ever you see a man opening the car door for his wife, it's either a new car or a new wife." Uh, he was a shrewd observer. How funny what is that? Your,
1: okay, so here's the thing. What, I had what did no you say idea was, that was the CNN uh, OB- C- C- CBS yeah, the CBS. OB- Why go there though? <laughs> I know. Like the man Point just died. The good stuff, yeah, he's yeah. 99 years old. I actually saw. Oh, the New York Times. Can I just read this real quick? Yeah. So the New York Times, this is uh, part of their obit. It <laughs> Jesus. It says the Duke of Edinburgh who married the future queen in 1947 brought the monarchy into the 20th century, but his occasional tactless comments hurt his image. I mean, three minutes after this ah. man dies, we're talking about his tactless comments. He's 99 years old. Clearly, the man is not down with the woke times, and mm-hmm. he shouldn't have to be either.
3: Yeah, he never should. I
1: think that this coverage, the way that they're slamming him so soon after his death, is going to be a big story in a couple hours.
3: Uh, I but think you so heard
1: it here first, guys. You
3: heard, it, you heard that the slams, putting his life in perspective, are a big deal. I would say a couple of things. I mean, one of the most interesting tributes had to be Geraldo saying, well by the way, if Geraldo ever is, ever, ever asked you, I don't know if you want to hear the story, say you're probably right I shouldn't hear the story because I said, "Okay, no, this go ahead." Fox and yeah, he said, I "Well, basically understand. my interaction with him was I investigated to see uh if he played a role in the death of Princess Diana because that was the rumor. I'm like, "Okay, Mohammed, Ali fed uh Yeah. Muhammad, I am really rich. Um he is uh, whose son died with her.
1: Yes.
3: So he is. He commissioned I, Geraldo to go find out. I'm like, okay, that's he probably not did? the best it Yeah. What? I don't know if he paid or you just said, please follow the story. I,
1: I couldn't believe how handsome Prince Philip was when he was younger. I know. I know that I'm giving you nowhere guy. to go with that. But oh uh, my gosh, the pictures are And that a we're war hero. On, yes, I'm actually watching The Crown right now. I'm on. The, it's You know that show got. I I recognize that so many people love it out there. Have you seen it? No. I mean, I, it won so many awards. I was really excited to watch it. And I am very much into the royal family or all things British. I love Downton Abbey and all that. I'm finding this show, although interesting, and I'm going to finish it, it's sort of like a, overdue term paper hanging over my head (laughs) like it's i started i started it it in january and i'm only on the second season it's a little slow but i'm gonna power through and it is very informative and i know a lot a lot more about prince philip now than i ever did before all
3: right listen when we come back carly shimpkins is going to tell us if and she might not if she needs to know more
2: calisthenics for your brain it's brian kilmeade a talk show that's real This is The Brian Kilmeade Show.
3: Welcome back, everybody. Carly Shimkus is here. We can only mean one thing.
2: More to Know. Sponsored by Oxford Gold Group. Call today to learn how you can protect your retirement and savings account. 833-600-GOLD. That's 833-600-G-O-L-D.
3: The story, not stories, not exactly in the headlines that possibly should be. Carly, let's begin.
1: Okay, if you thought dinosaurs could only come back in the movies... Think again. The co-founder of Elon Musk's company, Noralink, says that the startup, his company, Noralink, has the technology to create a real-life Jurassic Park. That should be A Block
3: News. It should be. And by the way, I heard the woolly mammoths were frozen... In the Arctic, and they woke him up, and they took a step, and they just cracked in half or something. I think we can do it with woolly mammoths. Re- okay, well, Allison, listen. Could you look that up to see if I'm as crazy as I think I am? Yeah,
16: I think <laughs> we can all confirm you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I was like, should I say it or
3: should I right. just
1: leave it to Allison? Uh, wait, but I just want to finish this real quick because I'm fascinated by this story. So Max Hodak, he's the co-founder of Neuralink. He says that he wouldn't be able to create the genetically authentic dinosaurs like in the movie, but with 15 years of breeding and Engineering, they could create a super exotic novel dinosaur. I know so how like this movie ends. Like w-
3: the we, we, like boosts zoo. I mean membership. I,
1: I'm I'm terrified that this is going to happen. Right. Also, I recently went to um a dinosaur exhibit, and do you know now that they say that T-Rex, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, had feathers. I completely reject that
3: notion. I reject it too. Yeah. Who no. says? Who's I just mean, one guy? Come have those there?
1: scientists ever seen Jurassic Park? I oh, know, no. absolutely.
3: But by the way, Godzilla versus King Kong. Godzilla is pretty much a T. Rex with a little bit more flexibility. I saw that
1: movie and I hated it. I couldn't finish it. It was terrible. It. Yeah, I didn't. You couldn't like finish it. it? No, I have to see a movie a year. I'm such a, a negative, I'm I'm such say, a negative <laughs> Nancy right now. All right.
3: Now. Next, Caitlin Jenner gets some help from Brad Parscale as he considers she considers running for governor of California. Is yeah. uh, She's a Republican, Caitlyn Jenner is, former campaign manager of Donald Trump, who wants to re-establish credibility, picks Caitlyn Jenner to work with, why?
1: Yeah, I, well, you know, um, I, I don't really watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but from what I've seen...
3: He's disappeared.
1: She, she seems like she has um, a lot of good conservative ideas.
3: It's true. That's all I can say about you know, that what, one. What, I don't know
16: why he picked what, he picked her.
3: One of the first, the funniest things I've ever seen is Diane Sawyer interviewing Bruce Jenner as he became Caitlyn yeah. Jenner, and she's rolling with it. And all of a sudden he goes, "I'm a Republican," and that's when she says, "You are? <laughs> that is the, like the craziest thing she ever heard. How could you be a Republican? <laughs> and
16: you live in this
1: state? Right. I will
3: say she won't win. Brad picks somebody else next.
1: Okay, uh, when beauty pageants turn ugly, reigning Mrs. World was arrested on Thursday for pulling the crown. Off of Mrs. Sri Lanka's head, allegedly causing the beauty queen to suffer injuries, injuries to her head and scalp. So reigning Mrs. World was upset because she said Mrs. Sri Lanka was divorced and therefore disqualified her from the Mrs. competition. Uh, Mrs. Sri Lanka says she was only separated and still is a Mrs. Mrs. World was arrested for simple hurt and criminal force, but then later released on bail. I wrote that, and I'm confused. Wow. So, so what
3: you're saying is, first off, maybe you could help me with this. Why would it hurt to take off? A it was. Crown? I saw
1: the video. Absolutely, there was no way that what she did could have hurt. But apparently, it pulled her hair and caused some sort of scalp injury. I think it's a little bit of a drama queen thing.
3: You, if you, will. you secure a crown with bobby, bobby pins. pins. Right? Yeah, yeah. So how would that hurt? So right away, I'm wondering to but there is a Mrs.? There World?
1: is a Mrs. World, So, yeah. people, once
3: you get married, you're still trying to win something?
1: Uh-huh, you go into the olds competition. <laughs> I can say that because I'm a Mrs. World. I myself. never heard of that.
3: Um, it doesn't seem as nearly as exciting, but I don't even know how you do this. In this day and age, if a woman comes out in high heels and a tight outfit, how dare you I diminish know. the gender, and it's like, become a, a eye candy for a guy? It's like
1: these women work out, like, 90% of their life. I'm pretty sure they're okay with the, the praise.
3: And I'm okay with the praise. Next... Oprah Winfrey got a big spike in The Crown is streamed, it seems. The Crown got a viewership bump following Oprah Winfrey's primetime interview with uh, Meghan Markle. Netflix says uh, the drama landed in the sixth spot in the Nielsen's top ten streaming from March 8th to March 14th. 440 million, 449 million minutes. You just told us last hour, I, I, last segment, I, you, you're just sick of it.
1: I just think it's a little slow, but I'm being told by Bill Hammer to push through and continue watching it. Right. So that's exactly and what I'm Bill
3: Hammer do. is giving you advice about things yeah, in the we, past?
1: <laughs> well, he was, he was watching The Crown recently, so we right, had a conversation about it.
3: Were you talking about life and you say, I got one other problem, Bill? Can you handle it? <laughs> yeah, it's was exactly
1: that... how that conversation unfolded. Next. <laughs> I, don't <remember. laughs> I don't even remember how we got on the topic. All right, what do I want to talk about? Oh, I have a question. I have a question for all the ladies listening right now. How much would you pay? For a purse, Louis Vuitton is raising eyebrows for launching a purse shaped like an airplane, like an actual airplane. Guess how much it costs. You're never going to guess.
3: $200. (laughs)
1: $39,000. For a purse shaped like an airplane? That's like a sin. I feel Uh. like if you have that much money, you need to give it away. Like, you cannot spend $39,000 on a purse. And a lot of people have pointed out on social media that you could actually buy a real plane. In particular, the 1968 Cessna 150. It costs $7,000 less than the purse. Can you believe that? Louis Vuitton should be ashamed of themselves. That's ridiculous.
3: Can you get a knockoff plane from China? Yeah. And maybe for 15000 <laughs> Yeah. But with 39000 but can you put stuff in the wings? Isn't a purse, isn't it, doesn't there a practical it, purpose to the about, purse?
1: Think about a Louis Vuitton patterned, model airplane hanging from somebody's arm. That's what this purse looks like. It's It's ridiculous. I feel like they're saying, like, I dare you to buy this. It's like a joke, but but it's real.
3: What a challenge for women. No pockets and a purse that doesn't carry anything. I saw
16: somebody go, where's my chapstick? Oh, check the cockpit. (laughs) purse. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, I don't know if I would use that analogy. Next, Nike settles a lawsuit over the little Naz Satan shoes. I don't get this. They let either. him make the shoes. They put blood in the shoes. Then they're suing him because he made the shoes. Who made the shoes?
1: Wait, I thought that Nike didn't, um, was was not involved in this at all. I thought that, I'd, but I don't know. I don't really know the story. I just can't, I'm just wondering whose blood they used and why. Like, right. why would you allow your blood to be used Exactly, especially
3: because we need blood. I get texts every other day that people need blood. Yeah. I would say try put the shoe blood
1: bank don't put your blood in on the sole of shoes that's my advice for this friday right
3: and by the way that's great advice
1: thank you and i so was not much. even thinking
3: to give that advice yes. so you help me
1: there you go and
3: then in turn you help the audience <laughs> exactly. all right and then you help matt and allison
1: that's the headline of more to know
11: it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week.
7: Take the quiz every weekday at quiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did.
16: Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at quiz.fox.
10: Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.